everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloane. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today, we have episodes 40 through 42 of Digimon Frontier. The people have asked for it, and by the people, I mean Mina and Tom. So I have delivered, I have updated our episode guide. It is it is final for the rest of this season. Listen, watching more episodes in one week may be more painful in the moment, but it's less painful in the long run. Well, I would rather experience more pain in the long run than less pain in the moment. Well, that's your prerogative. Look, we now have, because of the updated guide... Uh, actually, we don't have an updated guide. Uh, we need an updated guide. <laughs> um, I, I updated but... it in, in one chat, but I... No, I updated... Are we? Are no, we I didn't update it in our episode guide chat. Never mind. Teehee. Okay, okay. I'm not sure how many episodes we've got left, but I, I'm going to go like ahead and guess... four after this. Four, and then the retrospective. Uh, yeah. So, you know, not far to go. And then we're at Savers Country. So, I'm excited. Thank God. See, Savers is far from perfect. I'm, you're going to see me nitpicking that show so much that you'll wonder why it's my second favorite. <laughs> but it's... Yeah. At least it's fun. That's even, just, even the, when that's just like, the thing of media that you like it so much. That's why Tom's favorite series is Adventure Zero Two. But <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say Doctor Who then? <laughs> oh no, I like... would, I would I could never do that to you. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for respecting my uh, my weird thing that I like. <laughs> I guess because God knows I don't respect yours. So there we go. Um, I uh, we've got some news this week. We've got some news this week. Um, I want to just mention one brief thing. Uh, so, did okay. either of you ever play um, Digimon World 3 for the PSX? No. I not played, but I did watch a playthrough for it like ages uh, ago. So, like, the main villain Digimon line has finally been added to the reference book, so we finally have, like, actual art of it, as opposed to just, like, old concept art and crusty PSX sprites. So <laughs> yeah, got... the, the janky the janky 3D models they use for oh, the boss battles. So, and, yeah, and the janky 3D models. And you know what? This art looks good. We've got Bemmon, Snatchmon, Destromon, and Ragnamon. There is now 1,149 Digimon that are officially referenced. And there's lots more, so catch up, Pokemon. <laughs> what did you add? A weird, like, graffiti monster? We got Little Apocalypse Man. Maybe if you had a... Maybe if you took Pikachu and then made, like, seven different variants of it... Uh, then you'd wait. Hang on. They no. They actually they actually did do that. Uh, We're getting word from our producer. They did in fact make seven variants of Pikachu. Maybe you should have done <laughs> seven variants of Pikachu in like the first year of existing, <laughs> rather than over twenty five years. Yeah. Why don't we have Snow Pikachu? I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> or like I don't know, Toy Pikachu. Well, oh, I, I actually, hang on. They, they kind of did that as well. Okay, never mind. They're, um, they're, they're making up for lost time right now. I mean, have you seen the Pokemon Masters um, anniversary event? There's three different characters that all have Pikachu that you can pull for. Nice. A lot of people like Pikachu. And have you? I can't Pikachu? blame them. Pikachu's Red a great sash. little guy. Our, our research say that people like Pikachu. <laughs> when are we getting? Um, when are we getting Ty versus the Digimon World? One protagonist. When when's that happening? Oh, Ty we would can... mop the floor. Come on, that's not I mean, even funny. I mean, yeah, but you know, like at least <laughs> Ash versus Red, like would maybe be a challenge. Ash has been uh, Ash has been uh, giving Cynthia some trouble. There, yeah, that's, that's what. That's, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's, that's uh, the I hope you're all excited for us talking about a uh, Pokemon Journeys episode one twenty something. 
<laughs> the semi-finals four. <laughs> Impact. I, I feel like I would enjoy watching that show, but uh, I feel like it would be the absolute worst thing to devote to a podcast to. So I can't. Ima- I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, no disrespect to the Pokemon anime. It's a very, very fun anime. I really liked watching the Sun and Moon um, show. That being said. Yeah, I don't think that there's a lot of um, thematic or narrative meat to dig into there. We have to do like four or five episodes in one <laughs> Which, podcast to get to the length of in this one. That's fine. I don't mind that. I actually have been wanting to check out Sun and Moon because I hear like that's like a top tier Pokemon yeah, anime, it really, honestly. It really is. Like, no no joke. It's it's a really fun slice of life anime. Like, it's got the, the, be- the best animation style, the most fluid animation, and the most fun like episode uh, variety because... They don't just do like, oh, it's a league challenge. They do like, this episode's a Super Sentai parody. This episode's like, you know, all the characters are learning how to garden. This episode Speaking is about... Speaking of Super Sentai parodies. <laughs> yeah, like this This episode <laughs> is about the, uh, you know, a, a beware running around trying to murder the group because they accidentally uh, touched one of her babies. Like, it's it's a fun, like, array of, of different, like, subjects and, and different kinds of comedy. And it, it worked really well for me. Yeah, so there's uh, there was another Digimon as well that got got shown off, which I well, there's been there's been a couple actually. Um, yeah, um, I think there's happened... only been like one main one that I've noticed. So um, I'll go I'll go through the two that I'm aware of. So okay. there was we this 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 showed up last week. Um, oh, technically we could have covered this last week. Um, and it's the new Greymon variant that that That's was revealed. right. I forgot about that dude. Greymon parentheses uh, black. Oh, blue? Is it blue? Yeah, it's, it's, Greymon, it's, it's blue. It's the, it's the the virus version of Greymon. Blue X, yes. Finally, they did it. They made another good X variant Digimon. Um, that I means really there's like three now, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, it's a cool Greymon. He, he is, yes, it's he is blue. He has got a spiky tail, like a spike at the tip of his tail. Uh, he's nice and chunky, like the sort of original Greymon proportions. It's a cool, it's a cool Digimon. They, it's they, really, really good. Cool. Yeah, really good. My, my, might be my favorite iteration of Greymon that I think I've seen. Not counting like War Greymon and so on. Uh, like you're talking about just like full on Greymons. You're, Big yeah, your dinosaur. Favorite, your your favorite flavor of of classic Greymon. No, yeah, we're exactly. not talking about yeah. prefix Greymon. We're only just talking about Greymon. Someone that could <laughs> do a, a a mean Nova Blast, uh, which as we as we know is is a move that we're fond of. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, or he in cool. Digimon Survive Mega Flame, which is Novacast Erasure, honestly. Yeah, that sucks. Duh. We don't acknowledge that. I mean, I didn't go down <laughs> that route, so you know, forget that. I'm going down um, that route now. <laughs> they call they call it Pepper Breath. You get Blue Blaster. You get Spiral Twister. You don't get Nova Blast. I think that's kind of messed up, honestly. You don't you... get you don't get a what's a Gurumon's a Howling Blaster. It's yeah. Foxfire. That's a. No offense, no, uh, Foxfire is a terrible name. That's a dang internet browser. <laughs> um, Pepper Breath is the only move in, in like that gets you know that retains uh, between Dub and Sub. Like if if something Digimon is getting localized nowadays, everything is the same as the Japanese, except for Pepper Breath. They will always hey, turn Pepper Breath in uh, Baby Flame into Pepper Breath. All of the attacks in Survive, except for the uh, what I've noticed. Uh, Greymon and Gurumon were all localized to their uh, superior dub attack names. Okay. You can't tell me Baby Flame is better than Pepper Breath. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe the reason they change it is to make it feel less juvenile. It's the same reason why they change, you know, the, the baby stage to, um, Fresh. you know, in training or whatever, or they change child to rookies because, like, they they don't want it to feel juvenile or like too kitty, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was playing. I I, I was curious, so I, I um I don't know why I thought of this, but I I looked up whether or not there was any Pokemon ROM hacks that were Digimon, like it swapped them out for Digimon. Yeah. I was curious about this, and so I found one, and it was a Pokemon Emerald ROM hack, which was yes, yeah, swapping swapping everything out for Digimon. What were the starters? Um, the starters were so it was the in training forms, but it was uh, it was Coromon, it was whatever becomes Gomamon, and. Uh, whatever, beco- whatever becomes Beomon, I want to say. Uh, uh, Yokomon. Yeah, Yokomon, yeah. I-, I think that's right. So, I- I- and I obviously went with Karamon. Um, and basic. Uh, <laughs> but it- it- this was a very rough around the edges mod. He clearly needed a bit of work because there were still references to Pokemon in there and stuff. You know, whatever. Someone just doing this off their own back because they feel like it. It's not a product. You know, ain't judging. Uh, but, um, they made an interesting choice. Um, so they had extra moves in there. Like, they, they had some moves that were some f- from the Pokemon games. But they had stuff like Bubble Blast and all that. But they made an interesting decision to have Baby Flame and Pepper Breath be two different attacks. Okay, this is a little too wild for me. Yeah, that's 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 artistic license I'm not sure I can get behind. <laughs> that's like kind of blurring <laughs> the lines a little bit. Uh, you pick one of the other, damn it. Um, but I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up while we're on the subject. Um, interesting, interesting mod. A bit too hard, as I feel like a lot of ROM hacks of Pokemon games tend to be. Anyway, that's that's all I've got to say about that. And we have one more new Pokemon, or <laughs> one more new <laughs> where, Digimon. Where announced. is your brain? <laughs> you did I'm, that ROM hack. <laughs> I did that ROM hack. You're right. Yes. It's, it's, we did technically have some new Pokemon announced, but that's not what this podcast is about. We have, um, I don't know if either of you saw this. This is from the mobile game New Century. It's called... Uh, yes. Leon Pumon, he is a little guy with a cool cloak, and he has yes. like eight different masks that he put, six different masks, five different masks. I can't count today. We're recording this pretty early. My brain's not working yet. He has <laughs> several masks. masks. We'll, 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 we'll say that. He has several. He has several. several. He has more than one mask. Yes. <laughs> I and like has, this guy. This dude pi- rocks. He has pictures of the... I'm not sure if they're meant to be pictures of the masks, or like he's adorned his the inside of his cape I think, with yeah, the masks themselves. Because they, they have texture and depth. So like they're, yeah. they're definitely there. It looks like he's got Sunflamon, um, Pumpkinmon, Pandamon, Tentamon, um, Vilemon, Starmon, Andromon hanging from his coat. Interesting mix. And Mamemon. Does he have yeah. Mamemon? That it, that looks like Mamemon because we had a Mamemon sighting. Oh, so shoot, yeah, you're right. I missed the. I mean, it was kind of obscured by one of his ribbons. I missed oh, that no. one. yeah, it oh is. yeah, I, I yeah. Did not I, blame now, you. Yeah. I didn't even notice it until I just like zoomed in to look at it. Yeah. So this guy's pretty cool. I, I I think this is a good Digimon. Um, I wasn't really expecting much from that new century game in terms of like, you know, I didn't expect him to have a new Digimon. But here we go. Uh, There's been multiple yeah. new Digimon from that game. Oh. Okay, well, I'll go look up what they are <laughs> afterwards. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, he's, yeah, so, it's a cool design, unique. It's it's based on costumes worn for the Beyond Leon, which is a type of Chinese opera. Apologies if I miss if I mispronounce that. And Leon Pu is a type of mask worn in them. So his name in China is translated roughly as Face Beast. Face Beast. Face Beast. 
so Face Beast. That sounds like a like a clothing brand today, or something like that would like something make you would NFTs find in the world ends with you. No, no, I've no. Got I'm my, thinking... I've got my Jupiter of the monkey hat, and I got my Face Beast shoes. I'm thinking more like a UK thing, like okay. kind of like a sort of cringeware uh, shop. Uh, cringeware. Yeah, I that's, a, that's, there. A, that's a ter- that's a term I saw Limmy come up with uh, okay. originally. Cringeware, uh, <laughs> which I absolutely <laughs> love. Bless you, Limmy. Speaking of Limmy, sorry from him first. Anyway, so yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Tom, guy's great. You have news. I have news. Uh, news from the land of, uh, uh, well, national tragedy has occurred. Um, a great, a great sorrow sweeps across the nation as the Digimon. Vital Bracelet BE, uh, which was due to uh, be released, well, or announced or available for pre-order was, on Friday. Due to, due to BE release. Yes, there you go. Um, unfortunately, that announcement by uh, Bandai, Bandai Shop UK, um, which w- w- would be the first official release of the Vital Bracelet over here, I believe, uh, or the BE Vital Bracelet to be specific, um, got delayed. Uh, yeah, some, some someone died or something. I don't, I don't really know what happened. Anyway, uh, they they saw fit to like delay it because um, uh, I should probably say actually what happened. Uh, the queen died, and they were like, "Let's cancel this announcement for some reason." I'm gonna put my personal feelings about this situation to one side because that's that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Um, I just feel like it's extremely bad form. To have a like a limited product like this that we know a lot of people are interested in, um, and it's been difficult to get and so on, and then just to can it because something entirely unrelated happens that has zero impact on this whatsoever. The, the queen uh, loved think- Digimon so much, so they wanted to hold off to be respectful. <laughs> she was she was hoping to get one of these herself. So this is my this is my pledge. My, no, not my pledge. My plea to uh, all PR people out, out here: please get your head out of your asses. Um, this. This is not the real world you're living in where you think the people buying your Digimon product give a rat's ass about the the, the, the monarchy. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> come on. And yes, I'm jealous. Uh, yes, it's, it, I am, I'm slightly cheesed off, more than slightly, because I wanted to buy this thing and where I want my toy, where. But I just think it's silly. In fact, if, if, if I wasn't going to get one of this, I would look at this scenario and I'd have the same reaction in terms of, you're being a bit. You're being a bit daft, mate. You need to. You need to sort yourself out. Are you going to get all... one of these uh, bracelets, Tom? I'm one still going to get it. Yeah, I'm still going to. Still going to hand over my money like an idiot. But um, that, I yeah, I don't know. It's just silly to me. It is. No, it it completely is. There was the the array of news that was like rumored Nintendo Direct rumored to be delayed because of the Queen. Now the rumored Nintendo Direct that was rumored to be delayed because of the Queen is rumored to not be delayed. It's like, oh, I can't handle it. <laughs> Rockstar posted a tweet about this, and I don't... Why does Rockstar care? <laughs> then Rockstar Nintendo. are literally based... Rockstar are based in the UK, so... If, like, if people want... If the brands want to get out there and say, we here at, you know, fucking Monster Energy Drink are really sad about the death of the Queen or whatever, it's like... All right, whatever. You know, if they're, if they're saying we're going to therefore stop what we're doing um, outside of a designated bank, like national holiday, that's a different story. Like, you know, your boots, sir. In that case, is what I say to those people. How much time did you get off, Tom, for this? 
Well, nothing isn't there yet. Like a whole, like, isn't there like 20 days of grieving or something like that? There, 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 was, there was a bank holiday coming up for the Queen's funeral, I want to say. So there, we get that. But considering all the money, uh, all the tax money she's stolen from the UK populace, um, I think we owed, we owed a little bit more than that, I feel like. <laughs> maybe maybe just a little bit, yeah. Like, aren't, aren't y'all in the middle of like an energy crisis right now? Shouldn't they take some of the money they're going to spend on this, like you know, sapphire-encrusted sarcophagus for her and use it towards, like, you know, so people don't uh, freeze and or starve to death. That's ridiculous. You'd think think that, wouldn't you? Anyway. I I would think that. Unfortunately, what I think matters very little to the people in charge. (laughs) Hey, and me too, even though I live here. So, there we go. Um, Yeah, anyway. Okay, so that's that. Uh, Don't do that again, please. I beg of you. Um... Um, and yeah, that's all the news this week. If you're the so. person who made that tweet on the Lay Miz account, please reach out to us. I want to know just what you were thinking in that moment. <laughs> no, I mean, theater people are just like that's that's I'm not you know that's a whole other. Did uh, you ever once in your words. life do the reading? <laughs> because it feels like you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that that and Hamilton was really funny to see. Yeah. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, Digimon Frontier. Would you both like to talk about Digimon Frontier? Okay, let's I shouldn't say, would you Frontier, like to? Let's, let's, would let's you like it... to be forced to talk about Digimon Frontier? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm <laughs> tapping my, my watch, like that one gif of Judge Judy. Let's make it snappy. I don't want to give the show any more of my energy than it deserves. Well, Fair too enough. bad, because I gave it too much energy last night. Well, that sounds Evil's like a you mind. problem, not a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, oh, you're right, mention... it is a me problem. We didn't mention, uh, it was the 20th anniversary of... Uh, of Digimon Frontiers oh, like, yeah, US, happened, US broadcast as well. So happy birthday to this hunk of shit. Anyway, uh, let's let's Listen, talk about this even, even garbage deserves a birthday. Everyone deserves <laughs> a day to feel special. I mean, yeah. hell, they deserve it more than anyone because it's the only day in which they get to feel special. Everyone gets to say kind... Everyone's obligated to say kind words about it, which is the only time anyone seems to come out of the woodworks to praise the show. I saw an alarming amount of people saying that this is their favorite series. Yeah, no, they watched it once as a child. They didn't watch it again. That's the only explanation. <laughs> if you still think this legitimately, please donate your brain to science. <laughs> we need to know what's going on. I would love to study you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you, if what, you genuinely what, love this series... What messed I, up the neurons so badly? <laughs> if yeah, you genuinely a... love this series, I, I go with God. You know, I'm... I'm whatever. <laughs> that, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, I don't understand it, but, you know, you do you. Yeah, I... I'm not actually a hater. Yeah, no, I, I do genuinely think that people calling it their favorite um, are basically half-remembered notions of it from, like, years and years ago. Or, like... Yeah, maybe. Because, like, I don't know... Like, like I think there's there's a distinction, is that I have talked to people who, who said that they liked this show, and I asked them, oh, have you watched it, like, as an adult? And they said, oh, no, I just watched it when I was younger. So, like... I oh yeah, no. That as a count. kid, you idealize the cool stuff in the show, like the the Sentai transformations and like the villain designs and whatever, and you forget all of the, the you know the the narrative stuff. And the narrative stuff doesn't bother you as a child. It might not bother you as an adult. In a vacuum, you can watch just this season maybe and enjoy it. But I think it's when it's put in stark contrast to what becomes before and after it that it really becomes insufferable because you miss that on all of like the legitimate character development and like you know. Yeah, partner dynamic and like good villains that other seasons have. And they tried to yeah. do character development this week for some reason. Only like <laughs> ten episodes away from the end. Yeah, really weird. Really weird. Should we get into it and then we can Let's... talk a bit about their bizarre choices in the uh, 
why these episodes are happening now rather than 20 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, I would I would very much like that. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to take episode 40 if you both don't mind. Go for Please it. go. So, episode 40, The Bully Pulpit, otherwise known as The Chosen Ones, The Children Who Manipulate Andromon. I gotta say, I like the way that they use The Chosen Ones in contrast to, like, the Chuckleheads, because, like, Chosen Ones got that whole, like, Digidestin energy. And they have a Digimon, sort of. Anyways, this is written in the dub by Seth Walther. Mina, do are we making stuff up now? Do we still got official? I I still have I still have details. So, this one was written by Akatsuki Yamatoya and directed by Hiroyuki Kakudo. Okay, so uh, last episode again, we're just going right off. Like each up, epi- there is literally no breaks between episodes. The Digidestin have come back from the moon because uh, Mole. Our, one of our trail mons pushed them back down and they arrive in a place called Steel Town, which, as you might guess, is made completely of steel. There they encounter a Sagittarius who is not very bright and he is holding them up and he's like, hey, give me, give me your possessions. He's holding them up and they're just like, dude, get lost. And they, they're like, we can handle this guy. However, before they can, they can fight, Four other kids show up with an Angemon, and Angemon's like, I told you to get out of here, leave. And then Sagittariumon has his, I'll get you next time thing, and he runs off. And we see Tommy recognize two of these kids as some of the bullies who pushed him onto the Trailmon, thereby ruining his life by putting him in the show, Katsuharu and Tepe. And so as they gather with these other kids, we find there are two more... The Chuckleheads are like, hey, so you kind of need to go home. And they're trying, for some reason, they aren't, like, revealing that, like, you know, they can turn into Digimon yet. They're like, we can't tell them that for some reason. And these kids refuse, and they sort of have a little bit of a spat. And you have the bully at first be like, hey, Tommy, you know, sorry about bullying you and throwing you into this horrifying world. And Tommy is just kind of pouting. And you have, after that... Takuya, Koji, and Koichi go off, and then Tommy goes off in his own, and then JP and Zoe hang out with two of the other, uh... I don't know what we should call this group, like the the anti-chuckleheads, the the, the, the dual chuckleheads. We'll figure that out. And they're, they're the dark chuckleheads. Dark chuckleheads, <laughs> I like that. And so, Anjumon talks to Takuya, Koji, and Koichi and says, like, oh, so basically, there were a ton of kids who came here, like... Ophanimon literally summoned everyone, and they, these kids, our chuckleheads, were the only ones who, you know, arrived in the digital world. There were a bunch of others who arrived at the forest terminal, and most of them left, but these four, Katsuharu, Tepe, Chiaki, and Teruo, were like, hey, this place is super rad, and we don't want to go back to school, so let's just, like, stay here. And Anjumon was like, gee, gee, guys, you gotta get back, and Ophanimon said... Hey, if they're not going to leave, you should just protect them so they don't die. And they're just like, oh, we got to figure out a way to get them to go back. And then we have it up in one of the buildings in, in Steel Town. Tommy is is just, you know, he's kind of conflicted about seeing these kids again after what they did to him. And you have Tepe, who, who basically holds Tommy up and just like picking him up by the collar and like, you're going to tell your friends to leave because you want to leave. Or else I'm going to beat you up. And Katsuharu shows up and is like, 
bro, don't do that. And then they just call Tommy weak and they leave and Tommy's like, no, you're the ones that are weak. I'm strong type of deal because that's Tommy. And then we have Sagittarius shows up again with a with an army of Centaurumon. Centaurumon, who we remember from the first season from Adventure. And Angemon starts to take them on. But more Centaurumon shows up and they snuck behind, snuck up behind them. They are flanking them. It was a trap. And during the fight, like, th instead of spirit evolving, the chuckleheads are like, we gee, guys, we should run instead of helping Angemon because he's taking on, like, 30 dudes. And so Tepe falls down and is about to both be run over and hit by one of Centaurumon's solar ray attack. I, and I Katsuharu... I feel like running in the same direction as your incredibly slow-moving projectile is a, a recipe for disaster, but they seem to have it all figured out. Hey, they're the villains, not us. We, they clearly know better than us, even though... Even though that you're right, that is a, is a ridiculous move. So, Tepe is about to be run over and, and blasted simultaneously, and Katsuharu is a huge coward who's like, actually, I'm just a big coward, and Tommy does the get down Mr. President and rolls out of the way with Tepe and then Spirit Evolves into Kori Kakumon to help protect them and fight off the Centaurumon. And these these bullies are like, oh man, Tommy sure is cool. And Bokumon's like, yeah, of course they're cool. Tommy is stronger than you because he is a good person and also because he can turn into a giant Yeti with axes. <laughs> and it's a compelling argument. <laughs> Right a very compelling argument, honestly. Then the others all finally spirit evolve, and they take out all of the, the, the baddies, and Sagittarius is defeated by Angemon, and the rest of Centaurumon flee. And so Katsuharu and Tepe apologize to Tommy, and they're like, okay, like, hey, maybe we should return home now. This is this is getting a little too much for us. And they make they make their amends with Tommy. And the Royal Knights are, are up in the air, and they're like, haha, how touching, anyways. And they throw a net on to the anti chuckle, the dark chuckleheads, for whatever reason, <laughs> and fly away with them. And Tommy hangs on and flies away, and that's where the episode ends. Really God, weird. The the vicious way they one shot Anjuman without any dialogue is so yeah, fucking oh, funny. Yeah, oh, that was kind of raw, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, it's so funny. They, after the entire episode, building up Anjuman is like, Oh, this is the protector. This is the only reason why these kids have survived as long as they have. And then they spend like you know the the climax of the the episode is just like the, the kids saving him from the the army. And then as soon as that's dealt with, the two royal knights show up and just like casually just backhand him to death. I really appreciate how uh, Angemon's like, "Don't worry, guys, I've got this." And he flies up, and as he gets closer, you have you see that look of shock on his face where he's realized. Oh god, I am going to die. And then you just Yeah, he's dies. like, I've never felt the pressure like this before. You know that great um there's that great like clip from some random Justice League cartoon or something where you have Green Lantern just flying up to Dark Side <laughs> and Dark Side just goes like yeah, slaps him and then uh, and then his minions just beat down on him. They're very reminiscent <laughs> yeah, the... very reminiscent scene here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, um uh, I have I have something I want to posit to you both and get your thoughts on because I've noticed this uh, as, as, as spending some time, you know, looking at like Digimon stuff, like some like you know like general like fan fiction type deal, like theories, like head canons. So a lot of people have had the or I guess 
a lot of an air quotes because who knows how many people actually ascribe to this sort of like thought of what it should have been slash headcanon that these four should have been like the the other legendary warriors after the fact and i kind of wish that was the case too because that would make this way better as opposed to just four idiot four more idiot kids so so what's what's this exactly sorry that's so so basically it's people saying like these kids should, like instead of like being like the, these kids who were just kind of like you know like mucking about the digital world with Angemon, that yeah. these kids were like the they they got similarly Koichi'd and like forced into becoming evil legendary warriors and now like oh. they're not. So you think I this is a pretty like neat, neat idea? Grumble, yeah, they, they've... like Grumblemon etc. After they get defeated or something is that they've they've had the same gender ratio three dudes and one girl exactly <laughs> um a counterpoint well maybe not a counterpoint actually um these kids are weird like besides the whole point where like you know there's the two bullies or whatever these kids just give off a weird vibe this is like the like <laughs> alternate got ransom vibes this is like the alternate Next episode they don't have quite as rancid vibes i think yeah, it's just when tommy yeah. is ar- when other humans are around their vibes are rancid, but when Digimon are around, their vibes are not rancid. It's a, it's a catalytic reaction. <laughs> what's, what's the tall one called? The uh, Haru Katsuharu. Katsuharu. You got Katsuharu, who is voiced by Brad McDonald, aka Kazu. You got Tepe, who yeah. has the glasses, who is voiced by Joshua Seth. Who did... yes? These are okay. First of all, everyone is just using their, their the characters they played, except for Chiaki, yeah. the girl, who is basically just playing pitch shifted Yoli. And that, then you got Brian Donovan as Teruel, who is just That was Davis. intentional, just so you know. They, all, all four of these yeah, characters yeah. are uh, voiced by um, characters who voice or actors who voiced characters in previous seasons in the sub as well. Oh, okay. Right, I right. didn't realize Makes that. I, sense, I figured that yeah. was like a, a thing they they want to do in the dub. Because like, oh, it's interesting to have like, say, Ty just play this. It's like the Vanitas uh, Sora thing, you know? You have your cool hero, no, I don't. nice hero. And he goes... Down. A path I cannot follow you down slow when you okay, so, you're Okay, so so Vanitas is played by Haley Joel Osment too, and Haley Joel Osment is Sora, and you don't realize it at first, but then when you, it, you realize it's Haley Joel Osment going kind of sicko mode in his VA, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like that. Okay, okay. Because he's, anyway. he's playing the good guy, but then he's also playing a villain, and he's really mean. Ah, ah that's cool. That's cool. Very edgy. Um, Purposely <laughs> <sorry>. so. <laughs> Um, the thing I want to say about Katsuharu is why is his face so small? He has like he has like a Walt just, Smith just like thing going Kelly on. Just like Angel Oh, that's mean. <laughs> it's mean, but it's it. true. Go look, at, go look at that. Not wrong, I guess. <laughs> They're not wrong. Haley Joel Osment's such a funny case because he he grew up, but his face did not grow with. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> that man, Be that nice man has a child's face duct taped onto an adult body. I'm sorry. He's oh, a good actor. I love him as an actor. I hope but he's that, not watching. I... He would have, yeah, I hope he would he's have not been... watching our audio-only podcast. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. Watching those um, waveforms. Put them on you, YouTube already. <laughs> you're going to get an angry email from Haley Jolosman's lawyer asking us to retract this episode. <laughs> Look, he was. He would have been the exact right age to like be well into Digimon, so, you know, he could be. <laughs> you never know. I love the idea of him watching him watching Digimon between takes on the the, the Sixth Sense set. Yeah, that would be oh man, that's my head now. M Night Shyamalan's like, come on, Haley, we gotta shoot a scene with Bruce Willis, and he goes, no, I'm watching, I'm watching Tamers. He's like, no, but Ty just went back to Odaiba. <laughs> I 
I don't That'd know when excuse. Sixth Sense was filmed. I, could I think see... it was filmed in '98, so it, could, it would predate any English airing of Digimon. But it's maybe he got maybe he thing. got the okay. tapes, the sub tapes imported <laughs> from Suncoast Video. He's a true a true fan, a true believer. You got the V Tamer manga or whatever. Um, yeah. No, um, what was I saying? Yeah, the, I don't know. He's just got kind of a weird face. Like he, it just looks a bit weird in this episode. The kids they just have an unnerving feeling. Uh, and I don't know if it's intentional or what, but uh, it's kind of fixed in the next episode. I think, that, well, the next episode is just better animated and we'll, we'll get to that. But the this one, yeah, they're just kind of unnerving. Um, I wonder if the kids were meant to, or if there was any intention at any point to give the kids, like, Digimon partners. So that this this would be like this season colliding with the previous season's format. Um, if only... Can we replace Zoe with Chiaki? I like Chiaki more. She didn't say much, but she's got a better outfit, and also, like, her vibes aren't completely rancid. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, like, because, you know, they're obviously paired up, you know, they've got the Anjuman looking after them, and I was just kind of thinking, like, what if they just each had, like, a, a, a protective Digimon that isn't, like, their partner in the same way that Agumon is, is to tie or whatever, but, like, you know, that would have been a fun subversion, and then it turns out that, like, the Digimon are, like, by the end of it, well, I guess they might just die. <laughs> if it, you know, yeah, if they follow if, the same fate as Anjumon, I guess. If what, yeah, if what happens to <laughs> the Anjumon tracks, because, like, this entire... Okay, I don't want to get into this, like, too early, because this is more of a problem in the next couple episodes, but there is a line in... I can't remember if it's this episode or the second episode, where the the main characters square up with the Royal Knights, and Dynasmon says, Are you so eager to get trounced once again? And it's like, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind funny. of this whole... That's kind of this whole arc, isn't it? Yeah. Like, even the characters are acknowledging, yeah, we've beaten you multiple times already. Like, why do you think you've seen a chance? They're just, they're just continuously rewriting that same line every time they, like, butt heads. And it's like, yeah. Jesus, and see, Jesus Christ. I think the, the fundamental problem with this season is that, um, or this arc, rather, is that the writers have created uh, a villain whose plan has to succeed for the plot to progress. Like, they've introduced Lu- uh, Lusamon. They're like, okay, Lusamon's slumbering underground. He he needs data to wake him up. They're now not gonna not wake him up, but since they've established that he needs to be fed data by the Royal Knights, it means that the Royal Knights have to win basically every encounter for the rest of the series in order to wake him up for the final battle. So like, yeah, it's just a foregone conclusion. Every time the Royal Knights show up, you know they're going to accomplish their goal. Because <laughs> like, like it's it, it's a funny thing where like I, I I feel like this could have been easily fixed if you just tweak things slightly so that like you know. Maybe it was a maybe like the maybe change it so that the goal isn't is is something where the kids can like pick up some. I feel like this is, this is reminiscent of the War Greymon, the Black War Greymon stuff in O two, where yeah, they were like see, fighting over those points or whatever the hell it was. What were they called, uh, Tom? Um, I don't remember. The control <laughs> spires, destiny. No, the, oh, the, the, the destiny, destiny stones. stones. Right, it was destiny stones by then. What but was like, I calling them again? You were calling them the mystery stones. Okay, mystery stones. <laughs> the mystery stones. There we go. That's what we're so, calling like, them. Yeah, like it just it. This does feel like the Black Program One arc, except the difference is the Black Program One arc was a much shorter than this, and B still had other stuff going on. Like it wasn't just a, a constant like you know they lose, move on to the next area, they lose yeah. again. Like there's other like plot and character things happening at the same time to make yeah. it feel less repetitive. There is nothing going on in these episodes. This is this is a no, full on no. filler episode, with like, at the it gestures towards development for Tommy, 
and then con- just concludes with, you know, the the characters getting their asses kicked again, uh, and and the world knights using a fucking net like they're fucking dick dastardly to run off with a bunch of kids for for no I... apparent reason. Like the next episode, they're fully <laughs> fine with just murdering those children. I don't know why they they took them with them. They they just explain it slightly. I. This episode should have been when Tommy got the beast spirit. I was like, this should have been twenty episodes ago. This should have been when Tommy got his beast spirit, and they run in. And also, then you would remove these chuckleheads way sooner, way later, way sooner. I don't know words, uh, because why do you need to reveal these kids who have also been in the digital world like eleven episodes before this series is done? What is the point of that? If this was earlier, then a you could have also had like the um the legendary evil warriors as part of it too and like you could have had this like oh arbormon's coming and you have anjamon who is like sort of scrapping with arbormon but he's having trouble and then tommy gets cory kakumon and he helps and then they're like wow tommy is really cool and he's brave and strong and we were just a bunch of big coward babies type of deal like i don't yeah. what wh- tommy had his like little development and it feels weird to get this now where like these kids are just like hey tommy i'm sorry Haha, <laughs> JK, I wasn't sorry. You're such a baby coward who is hiding behind big kids. And then he's like, actually, you're wrong. And he goes, Kakumon. Like, this would have fit way better if it was, like, in a point where, like, yeah, like, he he proves that he is strong both by saving them, like, proving he's the bigger person. And then also, like, yeah, like, he becomes the giant yeti beast with axes type of deal. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what makes yeah. me so mad about this episode because this would have been way better like 20 episodes earlier and this could have been like a perfectly good episode to sort of cap off Tommy's like development that's sort of been going of like he starts as the crybaby he gets a little bit braver thanks like Takuya he has like that relationship with Takuya as like a, a brotherly figure and then you have him meet these bullies at the end they just kind of like knock him down a little bit I have him wondering oh should I really be here maybe I should be the one who goes back and then he gets his beast spirit saves them and then they go back and uh he's like actually no I am a hero it's just interesting that this the, the format of this arc the nature of uh what the Roanats are doing which is you know basically just eating the planet <laughs> um surely would be a cool uh, like a a <sighs> It would be an ideal moment to go back and revisit areas that you've already visited, but like reposition them in more of like a, oh, you know, this village we passed through earlier, yeah, well now it's about to get eaten, so you know yeah. we're gonna we're gonna or like it's half eaten and you have to like jump between like little plat floating like masses of land. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, but like more importantly, it's like catching up with the characters that you've met already, and then yeah. you know because you could go back to like, you know, thinking about Tommy and thinking about the episode where it becomes Koro Kakamon actually. Um, is that's a, I thought that was a pretty okay episode where yeah. it becomes it with the um uh, the the datamon um in the shop and that and, and the toucanmon, um, I, you know revisiting that scenario could have been interesting under under like the royal knights guys and so on and he still could yeah. have done the same thing with these kids if you wanted to introduce them this late still I don't know why you'd want to introduce them this late that's a baffling decision really but um you could still do that um yeah it's like... just yeah. I think what it feels like is it feels like this this series did not have enough material to to fill, you know, fifty episodes. Like it feels like they got to the point where they wanted the last arc to begin, and then realized, oh, we still have like thirteen episodes to go. Fuck, and they didn't know what to do because like, 
Yeah. Is it still fundamentally, so fundamentally it, would, it would take like three, four episodes max for them to eat the whole digital world with how much they're eating and how hungry they are. Yeah, like again, if we go back to the Black War Greymon arc in, in Zero Two, that was like pretty, it was pretty swift, right? Like it was like four or five yeah. episodes maybe. And a lot yeah. of it was also like covering other stuff of like, you had like the Dark Ocean episode, they went to that restaurant like they're doing stuff like they're getting DNA digivolutions. Like they, we already have the final forms here. We're not getting anything new until the very end. Uh, I will say, yeah. just just for the sake of not being like revisionist or whatever, um, I I did not enjoy the Blood War Graham and Ock in O two. But uh, I mean, um, I enjoyed parts this, of it, but as a whole, you know. fundamental whole, it's not that great. But I mean, like I still enjoyed parts of it. Like I feel like I, that would fit well here, um, but the, it's buoyed. In O2, it's buoyed by the previous character development and such and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. And again, I just think the format of that show is, and most Digimon shows is better than this one. But um, in the, yeah, in this case, you've got none of that to go off of. So yeah, it, it falls even flatter. With that said, I thought this episode was uh, a, a, maybe above average for the show. Um, I think I'm a sucky... Like, I think Tommy... When they do a Tommy episode, and it's been a while since they've done a Tommy episode, to be fair, but when they do a Tommy episode, uh, it's better. Yeah, it's just above average. Like, he is here, he's got the bullies on his ass, it's not fun, and then then he gets to, like, show them what's up. Uh, Yeah, like, I think uh, these episodes, like, between this episode and, like, the end of the next episode, they're, like, this fun full circle for Tommy of, like, seeing, like, how he got here and, like, seeing, like, him get his resolve type of thing but also this is just so late in the game that tommy's already had his development like we're dealing with other stuff like put this earlier this episode shouldn't be this late yeah Yeah. like why why is this happening at the same time as like the world is literally destroying the world and and the main (laughs) characters are like okay yeah we'll just let them do that yeah, like you have you have JP, Zoe, uh, Teruo, and Chiaki picking tomatoes in a garden, and the Royal Knights are eating the world. Like, could y'all have yeah. any less of a sense of urgency? Yeah, like, I mean, I okay. know you're not going to win, but could you have any less sense of urgency? I, I know comparing this to Tamers is unfair because Tamers is just like a better written show in general. But like, do you remember in Tamers when there was one single episode of the characters sitting around while the world got consumed and that really bothered them? <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. was the impetus that made them go. We are willing to throw away our own safety and dive headfirst into danger uh, if it means keeping the world safe. And yeah, and it was it was like so brief for them too because it was like what like they had like the meal at Rika's house and then immediately after like they're like okay we kind of got to leave because stuff is getting too bad like yeah like it's it felt like the characters gave a shit about what was happening to the world and were were willing to like put themselves at, at risk in order to fix it. Whereas this one, it's like, you found out two episodes ago that the Royal Knight's plan was to eat the world, and you saw, while you were on the moon, that the world is, in fact, being, you know, broken up into chunks and absorbed. Um, and then in this episode, when you when you arrive back to Earth, there's no urgency to go find them or stop them. It's, oh, I guess we're here now. Yeah, yeah they, they're, just, going from, they're going from place. Chill. They arrive here, they find out about the kids here, and there's a bit of a back and forth where, like, um, you know, they're initially like, okay, well... You know, if these kids are just going to hang out here, uh, whatever, let's go, let's go. And then there's a bit of back and forth where Boat Commands like, well, that's what heroes do. Um, and it's just like, uh, is it? You yeah, know? it's 
if a kid it's wants, frustrating. If, if if Spider-Man jumps into a burning building and and the person inside is really determined to stay inside that burning building, I feel like even he's eventually just gonna swing away. <laughs> you and, know, and like even <laughs> that, that's what even, these kids are doing. Even if you want to be a hero, the way you protect these these children is by stopping the danger. Yes, <laughs> like yes, if you go point, and yes. if you go and defeat the Royal Knights, the danger is gone. They are no longer at risk of being, you know, consumed along with the world. Though- then they can just stay here as much as, much as they want. Like, yeah. The, the danger in this episode, the danger in this episode, though, is, is not the Royal Knights. It's it's Sagittarimon and the Centromon. That's, like, that's what the episode wants wants it to be. All like, yeah, positions it at, that- but that's not true. The Royal Knights yeah, are like the that problem. Would- that would work if this was a filler episode from the second arc of yeah. the series. But yeah, like, yeah we've got yeah. bigger fish to fry at this point. Like, why why are we wasting our time with this gang of nobodies when there yeah. are people literally eating the planet? <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's like, the thing. Going like, insane. I think this would be a, a very good episode had this been positioned earlier. Like, you could have had the Sagittarimon and Centaurimon. Like, Sagittarimon could have been, like, a mob boss for, like, Arbormon. Because, like... They're both sort of like those those meathead type deals, and like that could have been something. Like, why is this so late? It doesn't need to be this late. You don't need to introduce four new characters who who are just gonna leave, and and this villain of the week who doesn't matter because you've got huge main antagonists. Like, why is this happening? It's a maddening. Yeah, yeah. even even in Digimon Adventure Two, where you had the uh, uh, as things escalated in the story. You had an arc. You had the World Tour arc, and that was a, that was an arc where you could look at some of the events, and and it is an arc. It is some fit time that they they came up with a format and, and a wrapping, and they set it aside so that the characters can go off and have adventures where they encounter new Digimon, and you know there's a, there's a bit more. It's a bit more light hearted. It's a bit more light, I should say, but it still calls back to the overall, you know, the, the overall plot. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, I, I, they could have done something like this here. Like, they could have had... But I think the problem is that this format of the Royal Knights... Uh, I can't think of the, a word. single handedly but there's two people, whatever. Um, you know, they the are duo. going around... Yeah, Double-handedly. Yeah, they're going around and doing this all by themselves. I feel like this is maybe, if you're going to do this, you give them some minions or something. <laughs> that could yeah. Be, and like, I don't know, you have a big, like... Um, I don't know, Diaboramon or something like that, and just 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 to be there eating shit. It's funny they they in this episode we have an army of identical Centarmon as the main villains, um, yeah. and then the third episode that we watched this week, Dinosmon says that once Lucimon reigns, he'll employ clones uh, as his soldiers because it, it, they're easier to control. I'm like, don't There's get an me idea. started on this. <laughs> oh my god, I, I nearly jokerified um, last night. But, let's leave that. Okay, let's, let's, let's leave that for now. Uh, I want to so, talk to that. Yeah. There, there was. There's a line in this episode where um, Tepe says, uh, "We're the ones who will be like, who will be the heroes that'll save the world." And I'm like, D- bro, do you know what's happening right now? Like, this line <laughs> might have been precocious back when the biggest thing that was going on was like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of asshole legendary warriors going around like being, yeah, the being goon jerks. Squad. Like, yeah, when the goon squad was was causing mischief, that line would have been appropriate because like the, the, the danger is not clear and present. Like, yeah, yeah. But this far in, when, again, the world is being eaten, and Anjuman knows the world is being eaten and acknowledges as such, this line doesn't work as, well, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> like, what, yeah, are, like, what are you and your single champion level Digimon going to do to save the world when, you know, 
there's a bunch of megas running around eating everything. And... Yeah, like, I appreciate how unhinged it absolutely is. Like, it is, like, Tepe <laughs> is absolutely unhinged because he's like, we're going to be the heroes and not you. And, like, he's doing that. And he's, like, literally, like, shaking Tommy up being like, You're, am I going to have to get rough with you? And I'm like, I appreciate how unhinged this kid is. But also, like, yeah, like, literally, what is he going to do? Bro, you have a single Anjumon. You are going to be murdered in an instant. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I think we've we've squeezed this episode dry. Do you want to do the positivity corner now before we let's, move on? Let's do a positivity corner. Um, I gotta say, for me, I... I like I like ideas in this episode. I fundamentally think this is a pretty decent episode. I just wish it was uh, earlier. I, I like this group, this other group of like sort of like heels, I guess you could say. And like the way they interact with Tommy. Because like it is sort of like, we didn't need this because it's supposed to go so late. But like it is neat to see like what other kids were up to because like... That, I, I like it in the explanation of like, oh yeah, actually like hundreds of other kids came onto the trail mont and all left. But here are these four, like just having their weird adventures. Like I I would have rather followed those adventures. That's my positivity corner. Is like I'm <laughs> more interested in these kids than the ones that we've been following. Um, I think my positivity corner, there was a line that I liked that apparently is dub original, where um Anjumon says a, a, with like a little derisively, he's like um, Ophanimon called so many children to this world without knowing which ones were supposed to inherit the spirits, and that put everyone who didn't inherit the spirits into direct danger. And yes! I like that the show is finally acknowledging how fucked up that plan is. Like, yeah, so it, she was putting them all in danger and called them to the digital world. Yeah, like it, it took a hot minute, but we got there. Um, See, she just wanted child soldiers. And, like, the, the fact that that line is dub-exclusive means that, for once, the dub writers understood the material better than the, the sub writers, which, like, is a weird concept considering how many times the dub writers have misinterpreted or, or uh, you know, gotten details wrong. Even in this, even in this batch of episodes, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about it next episode, but they make a pretty weird mistake next episode. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... It was good to finally have that acknowledgement. To finally have a character say out loud, yeah, no, it was a very selfish plan that put a lot of people into danger. Tom? Oh, me? Is it my turn? Sorry. Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. I think Sagittarium's got a cool look. Yeah, I, I'm liking all these armor Digimon we're seeing. Yeah, so Sagittarium yeah. looks like he just straight up robbed Flame Drummond and Rage Ramon. Uh, which uh, Rajamon, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think, I think back then, um, like Sagittarium was one of the first uh armor forms that was designed outside of the main series. Like the, the like one of the main armor forms that wasn't shown in in Zero Two directly, and I think it it was from an era where they were going to have like hybrid style armor evolutions, where like everyone had the third armor form that was a combination of their previous two. Ah, yeah. that's okay. This is this is um. Vimon and the Digi-Egg of Hope. Yes. Which is uh, the Digi-Egg that uh, TK has. Yeah, there we go. Yep. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah like, I think I think Sagittarius would have been a really fun villain of the week, like, a long time ago, because he's kind of an idiot. He's like, 
he keeps like messing up words. He's like, I never should have got that thesaurus. And I was like, man, yeah, like this would be kind of cute if if the world wasn't being eaten. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a fun <laughs> bit. In in the English version, he keeps telling the group to hand over their obsessions, and they don't know what they're talking what he's talking about until they realize that he means possessions. Um, and that's an in, inverted version of the joke that's made in the Japanese version, where he says, "Give me everything you own," and the Japanese word for everything you own is uh, "migurumi," and Takuya thinks he says, "Give me your kigurumi," like your your full body costume. Um, oh God! And, and then laughs, and then. Later on, uh, Sagittarius Mon gets flustered and actually does say Kigurumi by accident when he's telling them to hand over all their stuff. Sagittarius Mon, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'd say about this one. Uh, other than that, yeah, we mentioned about Joshua Sapp already. It's fun hearing the voices again. Uh, I also but like, like the being meta- like played as like villains. Yeah, essentially, I like, I like the meta line as well about the goggles, which felt yeah. like a, I'm not sure if that was a. That probably was in the original script as well, uh, but I'm uh, yeah, I do like I do like that. All the cool kids do wear goggles, so you know. Can I admit, can I say something? Uh, when I was young, <laughs> I wanted a pair of goggles really bad. <laughs> I listen. Yeah. I legit. I had swim goggles because I, I had. Long story. I had very um, messed up eyes as a kid. Like I needed to get uh, eye surgery twice. Um, and because of because of that, I, w- I couldn't like get chlorine in my eyes. Like, chlorine would like permanently damage my eyes. So I had swim goggles from a very young age. And you better believe I wore. I occasionally would just wear them on my forehead or around my neck and pretend I was a Digimon character. Oh man, lucky! <laughs> goggles are pretty cool. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna lay That's it out true. there. So we move on to the next episode then. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's. Ha- who's who? Who's on? Who's on third? I, Nina, I got this one. Yeah. You've got this one. I'll get this one, yeah. Okay, so this episode is called, in the English version, Jerks and the Beanstalk. You know, obvious take on the, the classic fable of Jack and the Beanstalk. In the Japanese version, it's called, Don't Let Them Scan, The Beanstalk of Friendship. It was written by Michael Sorich in the dub, and Yoshimi Narita in the Japanese version. And it was directed by Tetsuji Nakamura. It aired... January 26th, 2003 in Japan, and May 15th, 2003. So this this episode, I think, is the one that aired closest to my birthday that year, which is a little fun fact for you. So this episode picks up basically right where the last one left off. The Royal Knights have Tommy and the other four dark chuckleheads in a net, and they're taking them to Beanstalk Village, which is, as the name suggests, a village built around an enormous beanstalk that reaches like high up into the sky. And the rest of the chuckleheads are like, Oh, we gotta chase after them. But I guess they just kind of forget that they have they all have forms that can fly because they're like, oh, Trailmon, go go help us. And all the Trailmon blow them off because they, they don't want to go where the Royal Knights are going. That's that's where people get eaten. Then they find one that's supposed to be like the, the Beanstalk Village Express and they hop on that one. And it starts charging towards the village, but they get to a broken bridge. And again, instead of just jumping it and flying the rest of the way, because it's like it's within sight, like you can you can get there before too long. They instead decide it would be more time efficient to rebuild the broken bridge using the tracks behind the trail line, which is just like, you're fucking yourselves over because you you can't get out now once you're in <laughs> and you're, you're, you're heading towards, you know, the world destroying villains that have actually villainous, actually yeah. villainous acts of making sure this trail mod can't run away from massive danger. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so they, they start rebuilding the tracks, Wallace and Gromit style, by using, <laughs> like, putting them down in front of them. Yeah. 
and we cut back to the the the, the dark chuckleheads and Tommy, who are in a, a prison in Beanstalk Village, where they meet the Mamemon clan, who are the, the the original residents of the of the Beanstalk, and the Mamemon elder, which is just like I don't know, Mamemon with like big eyebrows, like literally bolted to his face. Oh, I love him. Gives some exposition, and unfortunately, this exposition was mistranslated in the English version. That it, it, it's the exact opposite of what it should be. So, what he says in the Japanese version is, "The Royal Knights are looking for the village's key because once they have the key, they can defragment it and absorb it." The English version makes a boo boo and says they want to prevent the key from being found because the land they they don't want the land to be at peace. Which, like later on in the episode, no, provably they do want the key so that they can eat the village. This is a whole new, like, you know, a whole new level of, of the dub making a mistake. Because this isn't even making a mistake based on something that happens, you know, five, ten episodes in the future. This is making a mistake based on something that happens later in the same script. But anyway, so the rest of the Digestined, or the Chuckleheads rather, manage to arrive at the village and immediately get clowned on by Crusadermon and Dinosmon. Like, I, I can't overstate how much of a curb stomp this is, even, even when Takuya and Koji you know, reach their final forms. Takuya is stopped by Dinosmon putting him in a headlock in one of the most hilariously embarrassing images of the series. Like, this huge, like, towering dinosaur swordsman is on is powerless against a, a burly dude wrapping his arm around his neck. <laughs> by by anyway. Hitchmon Matt Berry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so the the Mamiwan managed to let the kids escape but the the elder Mamimon gets picked up like a squeaky toy by uh, Crusadermon <laughs> and held hostage. She says, you know, I'm going to hold on to him until you, you get me the village's key. So they do manage to free him, but it only buys... All it does is buy them a little bit of time for the Mamimon and the, the dark chuckleheads to get onto the, the Trailmon. And the elder folds like immediately and says, oh, the key's at the top of the beanstalk. So they, you know, Dinosmon flies up in JPEG form and just kind of slides up the beanstalk to, <laughs> to get, yeah, to get the, the key, which is just like a golden bean pod at the top. And when he cracks it open, the fractal code gets absorbed into his, into his hand, and the entire village, including the beanstalk, disappears, just as the squad escapes on the trail on. And on a quote-unquote hopeful note, as the the elder shows everyone, he managed to save one of the seeds from the seed pod, and says, "Oh, everyone, you know, as long as we give this love and care, it'll grow into a beanstalk even bigger than the previous one, and we can all live there." And then Katsuharu lets Tommy get revenge by having him push him onto the trail lawn that takes him and the rest of the dark chuckleheads back to the human world. Finally, and that's where this episode ends. On a weirdly upbeat note, despite the fact that an entire village has been consumed and no one solved anything and everyone failed. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I, I do kind of like that thing at the end of, like, it gets to like be a cute little full circle of, like, hey, like, um, you know, hey, push me back and, like, push me on a train and get me out of here so that way we can be safe. Like, I think that's kind of cute. It just shouldn't be this late. And, and especially after an entire Mamemon village was just destroyed and they have no home now. Counterpoint: uh, Tommy should have kicked him in the dick. Um, you know, it's the only <laughs> way. Right. It's the only way they're gonna learn. Um, there's no, there's no redemption. There's only revenge. So, um, so Sloan, maybe, maybe I'm forgetting, but do do they actually explain why, like the the, the Rolands kidnapped the humans? Because like, if they okay. just wanted to use them for hostages, like they they use the, the elder Malion as a hostage, absolutely fine, like without any issue. So 
from what I'm, I, I can only assume, I don't think it is, like, blatantly explained, but because, uh, you know, like, they were, they were some of the first people there, like, they sort of go into this little flashback of, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, Katsuhara helped them plant the, the seed that became the beanstalk. Yeah, they were there, and, like, the, the, the Mom and Mon villas, like, they take, they took care of them, like, family, so I think it's, somehow Dynasmon and Crusadermon must have known that they were there and took them there to, like, get information, because they keep being like, tell us where the key is, and then the kids are, and then Katsuharo and everyone's like, uh, like, we, I wouldn't tell you even if I did know type of thing. So that's my only explanation, but it just makes no sense how they would know that, so... Yeah, shrug? and like, again, it, they fold instantly as soon as they threaten the Mamamon Elder, so like, I don't get why they wouldn't just like, you know, just kill kill Tommy so that your your only <laughs> the only that, enemies who have a chance of threatening you can't reach their final forms or just take is, his digital. That is valid. They should have just murdered that child. See, like, I I saw the elder Mamamon thing, which first of all, they should just make that an actual Mamamon form or like mode. But like he he kind of folded because he saw that like the kids were gonna get murdered and was like I'll take the L on this one, which, like, I can kind of respect, but they should have killed Tommy. Like, not because <laughs> I want Tommy to die, but because it would have sent a message. I'm done with this podcast. Um, retract that thought immediately, Sloan. Okay, I retract that. <laughs> I don't want Tommy to die. They should have killed Zoe and then to send a message. If Tommy goes, I go. <laughs> we, are, just, we are bound. It's, it's just so <laughs> weird how, like, the show keeps flip-flopping between Dinosmon and Crusadermon being terrifyingly efficient villains who, like, always get what they want and get it quickly, and being, like, dumb cartoon characters who, you know, are unable to accomplish, like, their basic goals without having to jump through a million hoops. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't understand why it, it took a super genius to find out that the seed, the key was at the top of the beanstalk, like... You both, <laughs> both of you can fly. Certainly, surely one of you can go up and check during like the, well, you know. The... Well, they don't know children's nursery rhymes and stuff, so how would they know? I mean, they, they, just... they do though. They're they're living the, the digital world, which is made of the data of humanity. Like, here's here's the thing. I don't know. So, just to remind everyone listening, I haven't watched the show before. Uh, Sloan and and uh, Mina have, but. I can see what's probably going to end up happening in some fashion is the Royal Knights are going to be like, oh my god, we were being played for fools by Lucemon or whatever the hell. Um, at that, That's a point that's going to require us to have some sympathy for them as characters. We're at the point in the show where they should be developing the Royal Knights with some semblance of character. They are not doing that right now. They are just making... No. The, they are just showing up. They're going, we're here for your data! And it's like, uh, why are you doing this? Do you have strategy? Do you have purpose? Do you have motivation? No, no, no. <laughs> no they're, we are, we are they're here just, we to just to just be obstacles. And yeah, they're just fucking yeah. Mister X from Resident Evil Two. Like they they wander <laughs> around trying to accomplish their mission, and when they run into the protagonist, they just fucking destroy them until they run away. They just they yeah. they, they, they are there to chat shit with no like actual like meaning behind it uh and then they're there to win um yeah not characters like... um please stop i wish the show would stop creating characters or introducing characters that aren't characters like for what it's worth with these dumbass like uh, anti chuckleheads uh at least they are somewhat characters 
Uh, I don't like them. They're better people than <laughs> our heroes. That. They went to a village that had nothing and helped them out. When have the when have the Chuckleheads ever done anything so like helpful for pe- for Digimon in this world? I liked I liked the scene where they're like uh, one of them was like um, you know oh the Digimon are our friends and all that you know that obviously formed a like emotional connection to the Digimon yeah. in their time here, which is like yeah I mean hey if you're supposed to be like weird effed up mirrorverse versions of the like protagonists from previous series then then yeah that makes sense that you would have that reaction but it was nice to see um but it's the bare minimum you know so it's the bare minimum but also it does so much more in making me like these characters than i have like uh characters besides tommy and koichi yeah like it's they're fine it literally took one flashback and like them like sort of and like katsuharo like being an idiot to be like hey like no like these are digimon they have like feelings like how could you do this and i'm like Man, I like these guys way more than the people we're stuck with. Yeah. Crusadermon being like... Crusadermon being like, um, I like, you know, I, I'm I'm a... Di- what did she say? Like, I'm a Digimon, but she I'm says, the only one that matters says, or something? She like, says, why yeah. do you care so much about Digimon? I have value, but common Digimon are just data. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. I, I kind of like... I like Crusadermon. She's, she knows what she's about. Crusadermon is it would be someone that is coping hard for the loss of uh, or loss of Queen Liz at the moment, you know. I got that <laughs> energy. Just absolutely absolutely nothing going on up there in the slightest, just like weird full on uh, monarchist. Just, I mean she, just on autopilot. Yeah. She is literally a royal knight. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um just yeah, nothing. Going penalty. going outside the dark area to see if I can make the Royal Knights laugh. Yeah. Um Oh, okay, we've ignored it long enough. Um, what the fuck is this Koji and Koichi scene? <laughs> Why are they trying to turn this into Supernatural? Uh, it's yeah, okay, they, okay. They, they, they're trying to turn this into the fan fiction of Supernatural. So, yeah, yeah you sorry, remember... I, I, I miss, didn't add a word. So you remember <laughs> how I, I talked about how Shinaran's a, uh, a man in the in the sub, right? Yes. And how, like, his entire aesthetic, like, as, as Lord Nightmon instead of Shinaran is, like, you know the bara aesthetic like lots of rose petals and like you know beautiful masculinity and whatever yep yeah i think i think this is a really weird twisted extension of that where he's like in the japanese version he's like oh you know brotherly love it's so beautiful or whatever like obviously it is a weird like you know framing there's supposed to be gross allegations there because historically japan has a very poor handling of you know gay-coded characters and that's just like that's well not, not just japan so i'm not going to single them out just pop culture in general especially you know circa late 90s early 2000s has a very poor track record of handling you know gay-coded characters and that is just an example of that where like this is a weird thing of like oh because this character is gay-coded of course he you know looks at any love between two men and, and like fetishizes it or whatever i i don't know that's my assumption based on my read of that scene. So the jo- the joke is that the show has a weirdly has a weird fetishy scene with Koji and Koichi staring longly into each of his eyes. And I, then, I, okay, then, be, then, then they make fair, then they make the joke think, about Crusadermon reacting think, normally to that. I think that's Lord Nightmon's like viewpoint. Like the the sparkly like background and whatever it shows that this isn't actually happening. This is just like you know shipping goggles or whatever. Lord Lord, Lord Nightmon was just like, man, I sure do love shoujo manga. 
<laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm I'm bringing up the episode because I need to I need to still fucking fact check that. You're because... re-wa- you're watching the episode for the first time live on the <laughs> podcast again. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm never doing that again. Never doing that again. That's my. It promise. was a good bit last week. That's my promise to you. Don't, save, save that clip. Save, save this clip. Save this clip of Tom saying he's never going to do that again. I want to. I want to hold him through that. Okay. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> I'm not going to try. That doesn't to. mean he won't do it again. He just doesn't want to. Okay. That's okay. a good way. That's a good way to save yourself. So I've got the scene. Okay. Uh, I'm. So she's like, I wish to protect the human. Uh, they do this. Okay, what the fuck is going on? Right, I'm trying. I'm trying to find. Okay. Yes, yeah, so she looks back at them, like being like, "Thank you, thank you, whatever." And then she has her reaction about brotherly love, and then JP and Zoe are like, "You need to get something wrong with you." Um, yeah, like I think the JP and Zoe's reaction shows that this is just you know Crusadermon slash Lord Nightmon saying weird stuff or like you know viewing it through a weird lens. Not just not that it makes the joke any better, but like I don't think that we the viewers are supposed to see this and think, oh, Koji and, Taku- and Koichi are being weird with each other. I think we're supposed to see it as, oh, you know, Lord Nightmon slash Crusadermon is. A pervert who sees weird things, whether there aren't weird things or whatever. I don't know. Editing, Lord Nightmon ed- cancelled? Editing is incredibly important uh, because this scene, as I view it, is that Koji gets released and then we cut to a scene of them being like extremely gay for each other. Um, and that's, that's, that is, that is the text of this episode as per what's on the screen. They don't have a scene where like Koji and Koichi like, hey, thanks, bro. Yeah, all right. And then, like, we cut to Crusadermon, and then it's like she's interpreting that as what we actually end up seeing. You know, there's like ways to make that clearer. They did not make it clearer. Ergo, the text of this scene is that Koji and Koichi have a gay brother moment, and that's fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I think the framing is is I I never I see I never interpreted it that way. I, on my first my first viewing, I was like, oh, Cruz, like you know, this is a joke about you know a gay man or effeminate man fetishizing you know a you know boy boy relationship or whatever i don't know yeah i, I that, guess I, I you have mentioned this before I, I'm, I'm not learning this for the first time but i, I just totally forgot so uh, and i'm you know i'm that wasn't that wasn't information that was in my head uh, that was at the top of my mind or whatever when i was watching the scene so i'm just like yeah it was just fucking it was just weird and also, you know, this show, this isn't a show that has earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being really weird about kids. So, you know, I, I guess my, I guess my thing is I'm just quicker to quicker to expect or accept that you know a show is a show made in this era is being shitty to gay people than it is, um, you know, weird about brothers oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, sorry, just to be clear with this, um, now that you've reminded me of that and explained that a little bit. Um, yes, that's obviously what the joke was. Yes, absolutely, 100%. It was a joke at the expense of uh, a gay caricature. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's worth saying, if you can have a reaction like that at all <laughs> to this, 
something went wrong. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it says a lot that we're discussing this more than the actual episode because there's nothing going on up there. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I mean, this is the show. I feel like we've had several episodes where we're like we're, con- we're discussing the myriad. Well, not the myriad, but like there's specific moments in episodes where they have crossed the line. Um, yeah. In, so, in like, sense of decencies. So I, I was watching this batch of episodes with with um, my partner Al Casti last night, and um, she laughed out loud during the part when Crusader or Dinosmon just reaches out and casually pulls Emperor Grimon back by the shoulder. <laughs> like we, like she, we were laughing, and she was like, "Where do you think you're going, young lady? Like, what's the the energy it gives off? Like, it's, it's it's way too casual for you know, yeah, yeah, what it's supposed to be." It's supposed to be, you know, a villain viciously restraining the protagonist and keeping him from helping in his his friends fight. And instead, it just looks like, you know, you know, you know a, a couple of friends hazing each other by giving one a noogie or something. Yeah. Can I just say, it actually is kind of, like, awesome that, I think it was Crusader Munch, like, holds her hand out and just makes this dude's digicode appear. And is like, huh, I wonder what would happen to you if you just if I just took your code. Like would you yeah, become so con- an egg? Confirmed. The the Royal Knights eat children. Look, I mean <laughs> I I'm not judging. Some some of these children deserve to be eaten. <laughs> um <laughs> I uh Yeah, I feel like that, that's I didn't really expect any differently. Uh, not, not in terms of whether or not they eat children, but also more specifically about like you know the kids. Their willingness in, to eat children. The kids being able to be turned into code, uh, much like the same as any of a Digimon. I feel like that harkens back to like that one episode in in Adventure where Ty almost kills himself, um, and then uh, yeah, has to learn has to learn that yes, he can die in the digital world and he should be. Yeah, very I just think it's to. like a neat moment of like, hey, like she literally like, just holds her hands out. This dude is like is, like, in a position to just be eaten. And I'm like, man, like, that's kind of cool. Like, I can appreciate that. It is somewhat metal uh, in the ways that I I think a villain... It, in, in a ways that I think benefits a villain, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's about... That's about it. Um, that's about it. I thought the animation in this one was better. Like, there's some yeah. decent, like, composition in this. Uh, and, like, just generally, it seems like they have... It seems like things have more frames and so on. Like it just seems like it had a weirdly higher budget or something. I'm I haven't the slightest idea why. It, it kind of flip flopped because the fight scenes had better had better animation, but then again we have that the, in the climax the JPEG of Dinosmon <laughs> sliding up the beanstalk. Like yeah, it goes on for so long too. Like it's not like a, a two second shot. It's like a <laughs> five or six second shot of the static image of him not even flapping his wings and just like shifting. And moving upwards into the sky, <laughs> it's a weird one. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the moment, the quieter moments in this episode were like weirdly better animated. It felt, it seemed like it was that way, and yeah, and then the actual like fight scenes and stuff towards the end, not so much. No, so strange that. Um, also, yeah. why did they make Zoe flirt with the Trailmon, and why do we get another feeding and cleaning a Trailmon sequence? Zoe, I hate it, it here. in these episodes overall, Zoe, Zoe is just maximum. Uh, you know, girl. Uh, I, I can't forget the words, but like you know, she's been put in every stereotypical situation that you could think of to have a f- to put a female character in. Like, you know, she's there to be a mum. She's there to. There's like something about cooking. I feel like uh, there's there's this one where she's flirting and all that. It's 
uh, well, it's it's crap, but it's the level of crap we've come to expect. I mean, so. yeah, I just I still don't like it. Don't no, don't no, you shouldn't like it. Trains. No, no. <laughs> yeah, don't flirt with trains. <laughs> don't flirt with trains. That's a Novacast official policy. <laughs> don't flirt with That's, trains. That's our official stance <laughs> on uh, locomotives. Don't flirt with them. Positivity corner. I think so. Okay, who who I took first last time, so some mean I'll, you go, go, first. I'll go first. I I already been touched on this. I do think that the fight scene is hilarious because like once again, Takuya and Koji act like they have a chance and they haven't been clowned on by these fools at every opportunity. Like <laughs> the the confidence which with which they evolve only I think um Magna Gururuman's armor lasts about ten seconds in the fight before before it gets spectacularly blown off by Crusader yeah. Ron. Um it's it is really funny how like the they don't even give them a chance. Like they don't even let them let them get some good hits in. The writers like, no, fuck these characters. <laughs> they they get to lose. Yeah, it's Tom. Uh yeah. Um I'm gonna go with Trailmon does a sick jump <laughs> and and ends up in uh and then spin the village. I thought that was I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. I can't lie. I like a good. Uh, as a sick pretty, It's pretty rad. I, lo- I like when a Except for the t- point where Takuya yeah. and these other kids consign the stri- uh, worm to death by making sure he can't escape. <laughs> yeah, they basically just kneecap him, like the same. Right? <laughs> you know, good, good luck going anywhere now, dick. Like, it's very, very rude. So, um, yeah. But no, I, li- I like the. I thought the train stuff, uh, you know, him doing the loop de loop as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Those, those are kind of fun. Yeah, he did the Sonic loop. Yeah. Even well, though it was like the same footage from like 40 episodes ago, basically. Also, yeah, the, the the attack Trailmon does as well was, was kind of... Yeah, he breathes the fire. Yeah. Yeah, not totally Trailmon are cool. I wish I had a Trailmon partner, Digimon. <laughs> um, Who's left? Me. I'm left. Go right ahead. And I'm also left-handed, and I'm also remaining and doing the positivity corner. I like Elder Mamemon. He's adorable. He's he's so cute. I love yeah. him. He's just an old little guy with big eyebrows. It's a fun design. And yeah. I, I and again, like I like that these random dark chuckleheads are just like better characters. I feel like in like their two episode span, than our chuckleheads, uh, Sans, Tommy, and Koichi have been this entire time. Wait, Sans? And I like the way... Co- Sans is in this? Yeah, Sa- What's going on? Yeah, he's in this. <laughs> he he murders Takuya to become the best Digimon protagonist. He won the, he won the ultimate um, Digimon Frontier Sexy Man poll. And, uh, oh, I don't, like, I don't like the words Digimon Frontier and Sexy in the same sentence. <laughs> Makes me think of Sexy Dynamite. <laughs> But yeah, and I like the way Tommy pushes him and it goes full circle. Like I like, I like that. That's that's a cute thing. I just wish it was done earlier at a point where it would like be more impactful. Because yes, now it's just oh hey, like we've escaped with all these uh Mamemon, this giant village that has been built from the ground up has been destroyed. Uh, the another chunk of the world's gone. Hey, push me back onto the train, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I wish that scene hit for me. It just felt. Yeah, I don't know. 
I guess maybe I'm just trying to make anything like feel decent at this point. No, like no, maybe no. I'm getting if, Stockholm syndrome. If you like that scene, then that's then great. Um, I don't know why I don't like it. I think it's just I don't know. Um, it's a bit cringe. <laughs> I just you think you think people becoming friends is cringe. I, no, I just think the whole thing like why don't you push me back on the train? I don't know. I feel like the appropriate reaction to that is. All parties involved wanted to forget about the time that that guy was an asshole. Like I don't know, that's it's anime. Yeah, it's it. You, you are correct. This is anime. This is a, a anime. A forget anime. Tom. It's anime. <laughs> uh, next episode. Are we next episode? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the details Tom? for it here. Uh, oh my god, Tom, Thomas, Tom Yule. Clean X. Tom so, this is Tom ep- It's like Samuel, but Tom <laughs> This episode uh, is uh, so episode forty-two of Digimon Frontier, called uh, in the dub "Clean Eggs and Scram." It's like green eggs and ham. You get it? Do you get the joke? You get it? What's clean? Like, like, like take. I hate. Oh, this. I thought it meant like to glean something. The, 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 even, even the yeah. Well, like, even the, 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 the title... phrase to glean something comes from like to take away. Like that's my takeaway. That's what I'm gleaning from this. Oh, see, I always like look at more of like visually than like to actually like take it. But oh. you're smart. <sighs> Written and adopted by Steve Bloom. Uh, oh, the Japanese. All title. the wind just left Tom's sails. The, <laughs> the, the Japanese title, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Can't speak. Protect the Digitama, the disappearing miracle of life. Um, yeah, I can't believe this is a pro proportion episode of Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal Knights have that position, maybe. Um, anyway, so yeah, this this follows up with the kids, you know, merry way on the back of Trailmon. They end up in the village of beginnings, which is like the frontier version of the um, uh, it's, primary. It's village. supposed. To- it's supposed to be primary village. They fucked up. Like village of oh. beginnings is the Japanese version. Um, oh. I think the writers for this just forgot that there was a different name for it in English. I mean, it's a different digital world, so yeah. But like in in the Japanese version, it's the same term used for both. Oh, I okay, see. Gotcha. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, well, I don't want primary village to be like <laughs> uh, compared with this mess. So this is yeah. So this is the equivalent of primary village or whatever, where where they or literally is primary village. And this one, instead of being ran by Alekmon, it's ran by a Swanmon. So Swanmon basically explains about, you know, she looks after the babies here and the eggs. The eggs, by the way, grow in on bushes here in, in, in the uh, primary village. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. And, you know, the Trailmon basically will come to the village and they will pick up the eggs from here. And the, and the newly hatched Digimon, I suppose. And they will deliver them to God knows where. So, so this village is under attack from the Royal Knights, obviously, and you know they're looking to you know eat, eat the data here. The Chuckleheads get some time with the babies, you know they're they're like you know feeding them a bit and so on like that. And Pokemon's obviously happy to pitch in because he's got experience of you know raising Patamon and all that. They do touch on briefly about the Green Squad. Bring those back, the Green Squad, and they touch on them and explain that like yes, they reverted to. Digitama, so they have returned to the village to be reborn anew. So they are somewhere in this in this village uh, in egg form. So anyway, the Royal Knights eventually show up. They're there to like harvest the harvest the data here, as mentioned. And 
basically it just comes down to Emperor Greymon and Magni Grumon holding them off. And they're not really fighting per se. So basically they, they, they go there and they're like, let's fight. And then Crusadermon and D- Dynasmon are like, yeah, no, we're not doing this again. They go to like start harvesting the data and Magni Grumon and Emperor Greymon are like, uh, no. We're, we, you're not going to do that, and so they just they just stand there and get absolutely clowned on by the royal knights. Intentionally, though, this is an intentional being clowned upon because they are basically providing a distraction or or stalling essentially, so that everyone else can get the eggs out of out of primary village onto the trailmon and get them the hell out of there. So they are. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. <laughs> yeah. It's intentional. Um. The Royal Knights are, you know, they just come to a point where the Royal Knights are like, oh, okay, well, you're not going to do that, you know, to the whole Trailmon plan. But then the eggs of the Goon Squad basically react with the spirits that are inside, you know, the, the, the Chucklehead's detectors to let them basically be temporarily reborn in, like, their, in their Goon Squad forms. So you've got Ranamon, Goblinmon? Uh, Goblin Grumblemon. Grumblemon, there we go. Uh, Grumblemon, Ranamon, Mercurymon, and Arbomon. They do not speak. Um, <laughs> they are kind of like mirages of sorts. But basically, they do that, and then the other kids, the chuckleheads, turn into that, their, their human spirits. And then they all throw an attack at once at the Royal Knights, and, and that is apparently a really powerful attack. Then the Royal Knights basically just do a freezer, and they're like, they basically go to bail out, and, and, and Dynasmon's like, I'm not leaving here without this data. And he just like... He just like <laughs> yeah, scans like, all you, the data out the pl- out which, of the village. And... Which raises the question: Why were they fighting at all if they could do this from the start? And well, even I, right I, before that, Crusader Mon says, "We'll try again some other time." Yeah. and then he takes the data anyways. I guess the whole thing here is that, like, if they'd have just let them get on with it or whatever, they would have like taken the eggs, taken the data from like the eggs and the baby Digimon that were there. Uh, now that the baby Digimon and the eggs are safely on the train. Uh, Dynasmon could do this with no casualties. Not that he cared, but like you know, they got to a point where he was able to do this. Um, it's very silly still, <laughs> but anyway, the Trailmon, the tracks, and so on of the digital world seemingly do not need to be scanned or unaffected by Dynasmon's like scanning. So they're able to just like you know move on, um, and and yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of the episode. God, Another I'm astounded by the fact that. Well, what was that? I was just saying, another L for the team. Like, they... Another yeah, L like, the conclusion of this episode makes me so mad, because, like, it... Why have the protagonists, like... You know how before I was talking about how the, the fatal flaw of this chunk of the show is just, like, the villain's plan has to succeed for the plot to continue, right? Yeah. And yeah. nowhere is that more evident than right here when, you know, Dynasmon and Crusadermon... Like, they set up them losing for some reason. I have no idea how a bunch of essentially champion-level Digimon can stand up to a, a couple of Megas. But, they yeah, they set up that, oh, all the Legendary Warriors working together can fire beams that, you know, put them out of commission. And then immediately afterwards just have them go, lol, you didn't win. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... it's- it's so Crusader Mon saying, we'll just have to try against some other time because they're like, oh no, we can't stop, we can't go against the legendary warriors. And then Dynathmon is like, actually, uh, L plus ratio and just takes the whole village. It's like, this is so dumb. Like, yeah. Dynathmon's like, you fell off, L. Man. It's, it's really frustrating. Like, it, 
having the like having the protagonist it's the double whammy of having the protagonist get an unearned victory by by just like you know combining all their powers to use a, a super laser to zap the the royal knights like a, a power that has never been used before and if memory serves never that gets used again um so not only is there that factor but there's also just like that happens and then immediately gets followed up by the world that's just winning anyway. So both sides get an undeserved, embarrassing win. Yeah, it's basically, you know, if if the if the heroes did nothing, um, the villains would have achieved their objective and also a lot of people would have died, including them potentially. Yeah, they would have eaten all yeah, the babies. Yeah, yeah. As it is, you know, because the heroes acted, um, all that happened is that the villains achieved their objective. But they still achieve their objective, so it's not yeah. a feel-good ending. I don't know. There is something. Also, can I posit a question to you both? Go for it. Um, so, Go. first of all, uh, so Digimon just work like the stork, and they deliver the babies. But if most of the world is gone, where are they? Del- how many families are there to deliver babies to? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Well, maybe that that's a good question that the show is not at all interested in answering. Maybe that's why there's, there's a whole bunch of babies that are like already there and seemingly haven't been sent anywhere. Because well, that's because the Trailmon were too to go cowardly to. To, to deliver them. <laughs> well, oh, the, there is that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, They, I don't know, I like, I think this is a fun bit of world building in this. Like the notion yeah. of the Trailmon delivering the, delivering the babies and that. It, it, it's, I think it's cute. I think it's fun. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't mind it. But the question is, like, say that you just need to keep these babies safe because, like, they're the last life on the digital world, and like, tons of life is being eaten. But like, you can't like deliver them to their families because most of those families are probably dead. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they just do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, thinking about it, like, it's just like they just drop the eggs off. You're on your own, kid. Well, that's kind of what happens normally if you think about it. Like the primary village. Like, yes, you get. You get you know, erased by, you get raised, not erased, you get raised by Elecmon, like an adventure, for example. But yeah. at that point, sooner or later, you're going to be on your own. You know, that, that is yeah. how that works, right? So... Yeah, but the fact that they have, like, predestined family is, like, it's just very, to me, that's very funny and, like, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um... There's a little bit, well, there's a bit in the middle of, it's not the middle, but like early in this episode where they just spend, a, they like have a bit of time with the kids interacting with the babies and all that. That's where you have the Zoe moment where she's like, oh, I'm the mom. And there's like a weird exchange between her and J- JP being like, we're like a mother and the daughter family. Or, what? No, mother and daughter, what are we talking about? Um, we're like a, <laughs> like a father. I can't believe we forced from JP too. <laughs> we're like a, <laughs> we're like a mother father uh couple aren't we uh that's what jp's saying to zoe and and, and zoe's like <laughs> no um there's something about the delivery actually which i thought was okay i just don't like the, i don't like the joke in general like yeah zoe yeah. has been uh shoved both into the love interest and the and the girl role because she's playing wet nurse and jp is dreaming about like fathering digi babies with her she has become she's been forced forcibly made into trad wife uh by by a oh, shut up don't say that <laughs> shut up i i'm genuinely mad i'm gonna mauled i don't think even zoe deserves that <laughs> i didn't think i would say those words of zoe not deserving something but <laughs> sorry i'm with me and i'm molding uh, um, yes well 
Okay. Well, while you're sieving, um, I will. Uh, I don't know this. Yeah, when the Royal Knights show up in this episode, it's like I do find it funny how they're they're already also bored of their like confrontations with Emperor Greymon and Magna Grumon. They're like, okay, we beat you twice. We're we're just gonna ignore you, and then and then they're like, yeah, <laughs> like they. I think this is the episode where Dinah Swan says, like, how many times do we have to kick your ass before you learn this lesson? Yeah, how many yeah, times do we have to it's... teach you this lesson, old man? Like, it's it's yeah. literally just that. It's yeah, but I do like that they they just ignore them, and then Emperor Grimmon's like, okay, no, and then they're like, well, okay, let's uh, let's beat the shit out of you. <laughs> it's like they could <laughs> fight, like they don't have, but they didn't want to hurt the eggs. Yeah, in fact, I feel like them just standing there and taking it makes it immediately more obvious what their actual intention is, which is to be a distraction. Yeah, like, but, yeah like, and they uh, even shout at one point, they're like, Koichi, keep doing that, we'll hold them off. And it's like, I thought this plan was supposed to be a secret. I thought you were trying to hide the fact that you were doing this from them, not shout it out loud. <laughs> yes, yeah, they just don't seem to care, which they might not do. In fact, you know what, I feel like if there was a, there could have been a scene of this where, where like, I don't know, Pokemon or someone's like, hang on, what if we just get rid of the babies and then you can have the data or something like that? And then, like, he's offering a hostage situation, like, Swanmon doesn't even get a say in it. And then Dinosmon <laughs> and Crusadermon are just like, meh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. No, Dinosmon like, and Crusadermon would just eat Bokomon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, he just opens his big, weird horse mouth and, uh, and devours him whole. <laughs> um, yeah. Big, big weird horse mouth might be the contender for, for episode title this time. <laughs> it's, it's either that or forcibly tradwifed, so... You know. for, no, forcibly we're not doing my that. my god. <laughs> We've got some contenders there. Um, and no, it's not the Nadira fiction, sorry, so we're saving that. Also, um, can I just say, it feels kind of like, there's this like moment that I'm like, it's kind of like cute, but almost like, this is phrased weirdly of... Koichi saying, I wonder if this is how we were fed when we were babies, and Koji's like, oh yeah, I forgot, I keep forgetting the two of us were together when we were born, and I'm like, this is such a weird moment to have this. Yeah. There's too much urgency to be thinking about when you were a dang baby. Yeah, they're taking a break. See, honestly, this is the kind of thing where, like, you know, if, if you're in a situation, like a life and death, urgent sort of situation, but you've got a moment to take a breather, I... I, I could understand this sort of thing where, like, it's a very, you know, trying to think of the phrase here. It's like, it's a precious situation, I suppose, where you've got all these, like, newborns and, and you know, uh, infants and so on to look after. It makes more sense doing it here than, like, when there's a bunch of, like, random shitty kids, <laughs> you know, that you've just yeah. bumped into and one of them literally, two of them literally abused Tommy not even that too long ago. Um so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it. I think it's just this. I feel like this arc is just going to be full of those moments where it's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it's. It feels like it's a weird time to place this episode, but I also don't really know when. I'd like maybe place this like when Duskmon is like trying to like do stuff. Mm. Here's here's an idea. Here's an idea. Why don't you just don't do this episode at all? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind this episode. <laughs> if you go I down think... that road. There's going to be a lot of the episodes. <laughs> we're getting, yeah, we're getting off. don't do the series at all. Don't <laughs> then don't have Digimon at all. Like we're we're reaching we're reaching the nexus point of just eventually no media exists and we're all just staring at walls. I just think, I don't like, mind. No, I I agree with you. I think you're right in that. Like this does this doesn't belong here. But I don't know where it would belong because like 
I don't know, Frontier's been a weird a weird combo of having one of the most urgent storylines like of a of a Digimon series. Like there's almost no slice of life uh here and that like it's not like, you know, adventure where they're they're stuck here and they, they can't get home. It's not like Zero Two where they can get home, but because of that their mission's a little more lax. And it's not like Tamers where they literally don't have a mission because it, it, the entire show is about trying to just like come to terms with living with Digimon, um, yeah. until you know the you get to the the digital world arc and when Kalamon gets kidnapped. Um, but like everything up until that point is is very lax and it, it allows them to take their time and do episodes like this whenever they want. Um, and I, yeah, I just don't know where you where you do it here because like. Every single arc of this show, they're trying to do something. They're trying to accomplish something. I feel. I, I think. I think this episode. I'll make a case for this episode being where it should be. Um, and it's just that the framing of it is a bit off. So, considering what this arc is, which is the Royal Knights like hoovering up all the, all the land, and it's it's you know, it would make sense if the kids were coming to Primary Village to explicitly warn Swan Mon uh, and the babies and all that. Um, that danger is coming. You know, the Royal Knights are going to come here and they're going to, you know, do some stuff. But instead, what the show decides is a good idea is that they're just on Trailmon, no particular direction in sight. They end up here by happenstance. And, like, they could have had a Trailmon literally say to them, we've got the village nearby. Uh, I feel like those Royal Knights were last seen there. They're like, oh shit, we have to warn them. We have to warn them of what's coming up because they probably don't have defences. You know, that would be a more heroic, be give it a bit more purpose and direction. There could be a bit of friction there between Swan Mom being like, I don't want these babies to leave here. This is this is where they're supposed to be raised, and the kids being like, No, you need to go, otherwise you're going to die. Um and then you can have the rest of the episode play out as normal. But yeah. it just doesn't it, it has a weird it has too much of like a whimsical like ooh, today we find ourselves here rather than like a today you're going here because there's a couple of murderous Digimon on the loose and we need to we need to help everyone out. Um, yeah, because yeah. it I also think, has think... the issue of like, yeah, like you want to have the cute scene of them all playing with the babies. But again, like this is too urgent. Like they should be like, okay, like they should be like helping like, like say like coddle the babies and whatnot as they're getting them to the train and loading them on and not having yeah. it be like this last think... minute thing where they're carrying giant baskets full of like thousands of eggs. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, 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 the grand paradox of this um this episode is that it is simultaneously way too lax but also the situation is way too urgent yeah like i i just don't think i just don't think it makes sense like it this is the final art we should be kicking things into high gear like tom said there is a, a, a framing in which you can make the urgency work with you know the the subject matter of this episode, but they, instead of doing that, they choose to do like a double loop-de-loop around that option and instead do an episode where the first half is, you know, the characters nursing babies. And it's like, I once again must remind you, the world is being eaten. <laughs> like, you don't have yeah, time there, for this. Yeah, you really can't have like these lackadaisical moments of like, um, like them picking tomatoes in the garden or them like just like oh like we gotta feed the babies and everything's cute and fine and we're eating biscuits and tea yeah, after like, we help the babies you guys, you guys can't even beat these two with all of your power with your strongest tools you still get basically one shot and that happens in this episode Crusadermon literally gut punches Magna Gururumon and, and beats him in one hit 
<laughs> like I always it, appreciate the gut punch though. It look it's it's very feels very like visceral and strong. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful gut punch, but it, it like what makes it really funny is God, how do I put this? Um It just like the they obviously they don't stand any chance against the Royal Knights. So why do they think that they have enough of a chance against Lusamon that they can sit back and you know do nothing while while the crew while the Royal Knights accomplish their goal? Like it just feels weird to me. Like they they they, they it feels like they have a weird unspoken um like confidence in their own ability that they can afford to let Lusamon get revived because that that feels like that's what they're doing. Like they're if they're sitting back and not spending every waking moment going after the Royal Knights to try to stop them. Like, oh, God. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're completely right. Like the the first and the third episode need like way more agency or to be put somewhere else in like these in in yeah. this series because you, it makes no sense otherwise. Yeah, cuz like if if you surgically remove the parts where Crusader Mon and Dinosmon crash the party and just insert whatever generic villain of the week you want. Maybe it's Arbormon, maybe it's Grumblemon, maybe it's like, you know, I don't know, a, a rare mon or whatever. Just any generic villain. These plots would still work fine. So why yeah. didn't they happen back then and not like and why are they happening now? when the characters should be focused, like, single-handedly, like, sorry, single-mindedly focused on accomplishing this one goal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like I said, you could have, you could have easily had uh, episode 40 be, like, when Tommy gets his V-Spirit, and you wouldn't have to change that much of the episode. Like, you could still have, like, say, Petaldramon drag off the, the dark chucklehead type of deal. Like, you could still follow the same sort of formula because I mean, like the purpose was still the same. Like data, like the world has always been being destroyed in this series, so you can just shift it to another villain. Like in this, like you could have like Duskmon trying to corrupt the village of beginnings, so all the Digi eggs become evil. Like you can change these things so that way they don't have to fit like max urgency if you really need to. But like if you put them here, you need things to be like moving at a very strong clip. Like you cannot. You can't be having tea and biscuits with Swanmon at this point in the story. So, um, just an interest of time. Um, what do we think about the the uh, goon squad showing up again? Very strange. I think it's it's, it's I think. all right. I, I think it's nothing. They don't talk. They don't yeah. do anything. Like yeah. they, you could replace them with just like beams of like shafts of light, and it wouldn't make a difference. It doesn't even feel like fan service because like what the fans liked about these characters isn't there a you know a generic appearance or generic beam special <laughs> like it's their personality um or like their their beam function every character every <laughs> yeah. legendary warrior is just a function <laughs> no it's true they are in this case like they are they are a, a a a stiff jpeg on top of um you know a a generic beam and that's all that they end up being it's so weird because these are like you know we talk, we spoke about this these are the chattiest fucking villains normally uh, or word, yeah, and and here they just show up and don't say a word, and it's like, I mean, there's there's sort of a logical reason behind it, but in practice it just feels bizarre. Uh, so yeah, not not a fan of that. Uh, just generally didn't like the Goon Squad in the slightest. So uh, Arbormon was maybe okay, uh, but only because of my a la- boy Arbormon, a lack of exposure perhaps. <laughs> so you know, um, yeah. Also, um... do not need a redemptive arc. For these characters, thank you very much. Uh, I know in the interest of time, but also cloning? 
there's just cloning now in in the series. Listen, Lucimon's Lucimon is Satan. Garbage. He can do whatever he wants. Garbage made up line that means absolutely nothing. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Diasmon's justification for why they're slaughtering thousands of babies. Is I, oh, yeah, we'll but just... I mean like. There's, there's what? cloning exists in Digimon. Like, ah! I mean, it's like, yeah, it's on? like you copy and paste or whatever, right? It's, it's, it's data, so. Better explanation than the show would ever care to give me because <laughs> this is Digimon Frontier. The, the, yeah, once you start, yeah, I don't know, just, just, just a wild thing to like bring up out the blue in like a throwaway no, line. No, that's my thing. It's yeah. like, this is the only time it's ever going to be brought up, but they just bring up like, Clones will be easier for Laura Lucimon to control, and I'm just like, you can't just throw this one random line <laughs> in this late and have and just just drop it with nothing else and never bring it up again. Yeah, it's like it's like bringing up like fucking time travel or something out of the blue. It's like no, the implications are too strong for you to start doing this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you you can't have you can't have lights created. Like we have to time travel back in time to kill. Uh, the the Crusadermon and Dinosmon Digi-it, Digitom. It's okay, if you stop us, we'll just time travel back in time and stop you. <laughs> it's like, imagine that as like a throwaway line Dinosmon says or something. <laughs> it's like... That would make the show good, actually. <laughs> if you stop us, we will pull some shit out of our ass and, uh, and, and stop you. <laughs> That's my Dinosmon, everyone. I, That's... Yeah. More, more, <laughs> needs a little work, but hey, not too bad. I'm auditioning. So, you got the part. Positivity corner. Positivity corner. Tom, you go first. This is this was your episode. Uh, I liked when um, uh, Pokemon said, "Bet your booties." Uh, Mina, what what's yours? Um. I, I liked how I don't know if Digimon power skillers exist. <laughs> they do, um, definitely do. <laughs> but I love how this episode just fucks with them horribly. Like a bunch of a bunch <laughs> yep. of baby Digimon working together can overpower the the ultimate attack of a mega level, and then a bunch yeah, of champion I... levels yes. can fire generic beams strong enough to make uh, megas run. I forgot to mention Look, that. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will allow the the the, the bubble one, the baby one, just because an army of because they're talking about like the babies have risen up, and I'm like, okay, you know what? <laughs> this is actually incredibly rad. I love it. Again, just just completely pissing on like the royal knights as a uh, as a as a threatening concept. Uh, the way that every single other version of them does not do um, is Habumon is an anti-royalist. <laughs> he leads the charge against the royal knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a joke about swans in there as well, but with Swan Mom, but I can't be asked. Um... <sighs> Me, my turn. I think Mina, you went right. That was that was yours. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I like that this this episode messes with power skilling because fuck it, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it doesn't even this matter anymore. Agreed. <laughs> The rules are made up and nothing matters. Well, is that that uh, whose line thing? Something like that. Uh, so, so my I like seeing the babies. I love baby Digimon. They're just so adorable. But I also like how the Chuckleheads are going to celebrate their own HRT versaries as like when they become Digimon. I'm just like, this is so weird. They're talking about like they're like, oh, we have two birthdays now. And I'm like, hey, you can't take that from me. Only <laughs> that's our culture. <laughs> yeah, that's our culture. Thank you, Mina, for understanding. <laughs> okay. I, I did think that's kind of like 
weird like the, they talk about when they became digimon and it's like you didn't become a digimon you're just you can temporarily assume the form <laughs> oh you know what Appar- apparently we got some we got some poop censorship in this episode <gasps> did the babies poop the babies poop okay we're on poop watch now so we have episode at episode 42 we got poop watch so I'm just reminding um, you when, the... when, when this episode does not come in the two hours, Mina, it's going to be because of poop watch. Uh, I just want to remind you of this. <laughs> it's worth it. So in the original, uh, when when Pagumon um, gives Junpei the brush off and then jumps off of his hand, uh, leaves a little little present behind for him as well that he holds in his hand for the rest of the shot before it cuts. Yeah, get him! I love that. Okay. Poop watch was worth it. JP deserves to get clowned on. He does. He deserves to get literally shit on. Yeah, yeah. Get shit on. (sighs) Baby Digimon are perfect. I love them all. Yes. You know who else I love? You could not. You could. You know who else I love, Sloane? Who? Uh, I love our listeners. You do? I love them too. Yeah, and if they were ever able to, uh, if they ever wanted to reciprocate our love, uh, perhaps in a way of like a short message or question. Wait a second! This is a coup. Where where would they, where would they be able to send those to? They would be able to send those to. We're, we're just throwing this all out of whack today. Well, wait, hold they on. would be able to send those the, to. The emails come first, and then it's the other no, stuff. No, but you're the one. You you cooed away from my spot. This is a coup. To spot. I was given a hard uh, time in it at the beginning of this episode, and my god, uh, I'm not letting the team down. <laughs> you want you want to meet it. Uh, so if you want to send an emails, maybe you want to talk about Baby Digimon, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to talk about the Dark Chuckleheads. Um, you can send those to diginovacast at gmail.com. That is D-I-G-I Novacast at gmail.com. Mina, is there any other places they can reach us if they so they so want? If you so if you so choose, if you still wish, you can reach us at uh, on Twitter at Diginovacast, exact same spelling as the email. Um we like whether you want to drop us a DM or just like you know a reply, we'll we will read them out either way. Uh, we love getting comments from our listeners, so please go ahead and uh, you know reach us whatever whichever way is convenient for us, and we will we'll we'll give it our our fair shake, so to speak. That we will. We love hearing everything from y'all always. Y'allways. Y'allways. Always. Y'allways. You know who else I love hearing things from? Who's that? From you, Mina. Where where can we find you, and what have you been up to? I am on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. Um, this past week, I've, in all honesty, mostly just been uh, watching JoJo with my my partner. It's been fun. Um, forgot how gory Part Six was. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it goes beyond just like blood and guts, and into like some really gruesome stuff, like getting your toenail ripped off and having it like go all the way up your leg, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of like really gnarly stuff. Um, it's yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty disgusting. Not not one that I would recommend watching with uh, with a meal. That being said, I am also reminded about why it's one of my favorite parts. The characters are so much fun. The stands are, I think. The further you get into JoJo, the more complicated stands get until most of them are, like, puzzles rather than, like, fights. And I think part six is, like, the perfect midway point where, like, they're all still, like, martial arts battles. But at the same time, like, there there is still, like, cool twists and, and 
you know, wrinkles that make it uh, more cerebral than the usual uh, Shonen Battle series. And, like, yeah, like, I think that this is a, a good, like, like I said, like a good middle ground. Um, having recently read Part 8, I think Part 8 goes way too far on the puzzle ones. Some, some of them are the most abstract bullshit I've ever seen in terms of, like, how would you realistically use this to, to hurt someone? Like, you would need, you need to be, like, a chess master on top of having a powerful, you know, uh, magic ghost. And it just kind of, it kind of stresses the suspension of disbelief when you've got... Characters who are objectively idiots and can somehow use their <laughs> their hyper specific power of if you're sta- if I'm standing above you and all of your limbs have small cuts on them then I can puppeteer you even though I can't use it to directly kill you like that's the level of bullshit they go on eventually so I'm I'm just happy that this is this part's a good um, still has a lot of like good like you know slobber knocking action in it it was a lot of fun when the, um, the knockers are slobbered the knockers are slobbering. Um, yeah, I'm never I'm say that again, to, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to rewatching more of it. Um, I hope that the next batch of episodes doesn't take too long because there's some parts near the end of this that I'm so curious to see how they adapt. Um, but uh, yeah, good good time overall. Would would recommend. What about you, Tom? What have you been up to? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at coldmanhot. Um, I've been playing. Uh... Not a great deal. Um, I started playing a Plague Tale Innocence, uh, which is on Game Pass for a few more, a week or so, or what have you. So I started playing that because I was kind of curious about it. Yeah, it's alright. So how are those rats? Yeah, the rats, rat tech, great rat, uh, great rat tech, even. Um, Love rat tech. Fully enjoyed that uh, part of it. Um, yeah, it feels like. What if you made the like sort of sad dad like sony narrative driven game but like with half the budget um <laughs> it's uh it's interesting though i like the setting it's like oh um I-, I should know this i think it's france i think it's like 1700s 1600s maybe i don't know but it's uh it's an interesting setting and um uh, the one thing though is that it kind of just feels a bit Yoshi's Island in the way that you're just like accompanied by this really annoying child, um, and also the character <laughs> that you play as is incredibly stupidly mean to this child at spots. So like the character, the child will be like, "Oh, I would like to look at this thing over here," and the kid, and, the, and then the main character's like, basically might as well go, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Get over here now!" And then he's and he's like. You you are so mean to me. I wish mommy was still alive. And it's just, it's it's a bit it's a bit much in spots. Um, very accurate portrayal by me just there. Uh, but I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it mostly so far. So I'll keep playing it and see where we go with it. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me at the moment. So so where can we find you? And what have you been up to? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. Um. I haven't been up to much either. The big thing I did was I completed my first route in Digimon Survive. Man, the route I did was so good. Like, I kind of think that's like top tier Digimon media right there. So, really so good. it picks up is what you're saying. Because I remember both of you not, not being super pressed on um, the initial hours. The Yeah, the 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 prologue and like the first half of, half of chapter one are like maddeningly slow. But honestly, like... The, the route I chose, I chose Wrathfulness, and it is honestly, like, a fantastic story, I feel like. It, 
some some not as great metaphors at the end, and you got to make a few like leaps in logic, suspend, suspend your disbelief a little bit. But I'm willing to do that because it's it's a Digimon thing, and it it works very it works very well. I I very much enjoy that. So I'm slowly work very slowly working on my true ending thing. That's really all I've been up to though. Um, Digimon Survive is pretty good actually. Yes, some interesting metaphors at the end of, uh, and allegories, I should say, at the end of, uh, the end yeah, of the allegories stories. Are... <laughs> but um, um, yeah, interesting parentheses, derogatory parentheses. <laughs> could be better. Um, could could be a lot better. But yeah, no, I think um, it would be fun to do a cast about that at some point. Yeah, I, I would like to at some point, just because I have a, I have had a lot of thoughts on the route I did. And I'm sure I might have some when I do true ending. Yeah, I think I think maybe um, I think the time is probably right to just do OV uh, to leave the OVAs until we're done <laughs> with Frontier. Yeah, um, we've given you all too many OVAs this season. Yes, you're all spoiled for OVAs. Got <laughs> to knuckle down now. Now we, we we'll we'll see when we end up doing something. And like Mina, I, I, ideally Mina, I'd like you to be involved in that too. But uh, yeah, depend, I, I, depends. I on would not let you do it without me. So there's that. <laughs> Okay. We're, we're held enough. hostage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, of course. Um, Which, hey, I would want you to be part of that too. Yes. That's all I've been up to, though. Not much. Just just Digimon. It's all Digimon from here. And speaking of all Digimon from here, next week we have three more episodes. Episodes 43 through 45 of Digimon Frontier. Yes. I can't keep watching three episodes a week, y'all. It's No. It's just space too much. it out. We're doing it. Do, do Tom's approach. We're doing it. I can't though because I'll just forget everything. I remembered. I have. I have things in my memory. Sucks. So if I can do it, you can do it. Like so we, we we just gotta get through this. We're 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 not gonna enjoy watching this show until we finish this. We we need to get through this and then we can have joy again in our lives. I'll never have joy need, after after all this. I need it. I need joy again. I've never. I'll never experience joy again. <laughs> we're always there. Think about it. We've covered forty. Things I say when I play Lisa the Painful. We've covered forty-two episodes of the show. We have only like what eight more to go? Nine, maybe. Like it's yeah, we're eight, we're on three, the final four, stretch. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, fifty-eight episodes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Almost there. Hell yes. Yes. We're almost free, y'all. Final stretch. So, final stretch. And we will catch you all continuing on that final stretch next week. This has been the NovaCast, and thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone.